0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Everybody welcome. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday. That means Promarahi USA Tuesday. Thank you all for joining us across all the podcast carriers and all of you watching live on Facebook and YouTube I just want to thank everybody for joining us today, and we have a phenomenal show for you today. It's all about lobster and lobster fishing and how good it is right now in Southern California. We talked with our guides yesterday, Justin and Pablo, and they told everybody how good it was, but today we're going to try to talk more about how you can do this. If if you want to become a member of my website, believe me. That will take the curve out of it big time for you and make it more of a straight line so you can start catching these lobsters. But today's show, we're going to talk about lobsters for an hour. We're going to show you some cool videos. We're going to show you some great pictures. And we're just going to talk about how easy it is to get into this lobster thing and how you can start catching lobsters on your own. You don't have to be an expert to do this. So kick back, relax, enjoy the show today. You'll probably... Learn a lot. You'll Maybe you'll laugh a little bit and share this with your friends. Let everybody know how nice it, how good it is to be on this. Po- There's Marley. He is fired up. Look at him. Did you see him jump just there? I've never seen him do that before. He's excited about the show today. If those of you that are new to the show, Marley is our rescue monkey. He's the smallest monkey in the world. He's a marmoset monkey. And we've had him for almost a year and a half now. We think he's about two years old. He's, there he is. Just wanting everybody to see him. He's, he's a very cool little dude. And uh, thank you all very, very much for always sending us stars on Facebook and the tips over on YouTube that all helps to keep Marley in really good food. He loves his vegetables, he loves his fruit, and he loves his big giant mealworm. So that's all possible from all of you with all the donations, the stars, and the tips, and I just want to thank everybody for all that. And don't forget, you can leave a star anytime throughout this podcast on Facebook. You can also leave your tips on YouTube at any time. But today we're talking lobsters, lobsters, lobsters. And those of you that have been following us for a while, you know my beautiful wife's caught the largest lobster ever caught in California. That it isn't even him. That is a a 12-and-a-half-pound lobster that she caught at Dana Point. I was scrambling through our pictures before we went live today trying to find you a picture of her big giant lobster. I'll get it up. It's on our website. People can see it. Her biggest lobster and the biggest lobster ever caught in California is 18-and-three-quarter pounds, and she caught that in a hoop net. But uh, she caught this one in a hoop net in Dana Point with my good friend Corey. And myself out on his little boat one night fishing Dana Point breakwall. That's the really unique thing about this hoop net thing. You just don't know where, what you're going to catch every time you pull your net. It could be it could be a lobster like that one. It could be a horn shark. It could be a leopard shark. It could be a sand bass. It could be a a uh, hoop net full of lobsters. But everything that we're talking about today. All the product, everything is available for you at Promart. You can get all your lobster gear, everything you need to catch these lobsters, which like we talked about on the show yesterday, Tommy Gomes is telling me down there at Tunaville Market and Grocery that it's $48 a pound for our spiny California spiny lobsters. And uh, there's plenty of people on here that are going to tell us that uh, the The back-east lobsters are way better and all this stuff. Well, all I know is the ones that you catch in Maine are worth two fifty dollars a pound, and the ones in California are $48 a pound. I'm not a math major, but it sounds like the California ones might be worth a little bit more money. But everybody likes what they like. So I don't need you to tell me that yours tastes better than mine or mine tastes better than yours. I have no idea what you like to eat. You have no idea what I like to eat. But... Our lobsters are the most sought-after lobsters in the world, and 90% of our lobsters go straight to China because they pay the most money for it. Not because we haven't, we're not hooked up with China or anything. It's just we're fishermen. We need to get the best price possible. Now, most people won't buy our California spiny lobsters because of the fact that they cost so much. When you go into the store or you go into the fish market and you see... The California spinies for $48 a pound, and you see the main lobsters for two for well, let's just say they're twenty dollars a pound at the store. All right. Well, you're gonna swing over, you don't know the difference. You don't you just know a lobster is a lobster is what you think. So you're gonna go for the the main lobsters, the ones with the claws. But look at that beautiful lobster. If you notice our California spiny lobsters have no claws. So all the energy is in the tail where that meat is. and It makes oh, such a phenomenal, such a phenomenal meat and super sweet. It's very, very tasty. That tail is incredible. But today we're talking about how can I catch some of those. We've seen your pictures, Dave, of your wife with her lobsters. We already seen all those. We want to know how can we catch those? Well, the very first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you have all your gear that you need when you go hoop netting first thing is you have to have a measuring device where do i get the measuring device promar promar sells the measuring device you can go on promarahi.com you can check out the website you can check out the plethora of equipment and you can go right to their lobster page and you can get all the gear you need you're going to need a measuring device that's what Everyone asks me, what's the most important thing? That measuring device. Because everybody on the boat has to have a measuring device when fishing lobsters. That's the law. I didn't write the law. I'm not here to argue with you about it. The law clearly states if you have a lobster card, you must, and you're engaged in the act of lobster fishing, you must have a measuring device. If you have 10 people on the boat, 10 people have a lobster cart, 10 people have to have a measuring device. I know it's silly, but it's the law all right next you want to make sure you got the right bait containers you do not want those cages the wire cages that's not good it was good at one time it's not good anymore you want your seal proof bait tubes over on my website you see i make them out of black pvc that's because i am very handy with my hands and i have plenty of extra time to make those most people don't have the time they don't have the saw they don't have the drill so I would suggest buying the seal-proof bait tubes from Promar. It makes it real simple. They work just fine. But you want to use bait tubes. Why is that, Dave? Because the sea lions are going to nonstop harass your nets the whole time. They're going to constantly be harassing your net the whole time. Oh, Kelly girl's watching the show, and she wants to make sure that you all see Her giant lobster, well, there it is, gang. Look at that thing. It's almost as big as she is. 18 and three-quarter pounds. Check that thing out. Those of you driving, you might want to go get on YouTube and check out that picture of the 18 and three-quarter pound lobster caught by my beautiful wife in in Long Beach Harbor. The thing is incredible. Absolutely an incredible lobster. And there it is, gang, to be seen right there on that picture. The biggest lobster ever weighed in the state of California. Now, I know your friends caught way bigger, but they forgot to tell anybody. That's Kelly Girl's 18 and three quarter pound lobster. So back to what we were saying. No updates on the DFG opening up L.A. Long Beach Harbor. That has not, they're not talking about it. Just just Justin, who makes his living doing taking people hoop netting in Long Beach, L.A. Harbor, he's he needs to get into that. He wants to get into that really bad. But they haven't opened it yet, and we will keep everybody informed. The day that it opens, we will talk about it. But they caught they they caught a lobster with some kind of acid inside of it, not even enough to even cause any damage, but they decided to close the fishery in Long Beach, L.A. Harbor, the federal break wall down to Seal Beach it will open again. We're not sure when it's crazy, but it, it will hopefully open up sooner than later. We don't really know the, the date. We're just all sitting on pins and needles waiting for the California fish and wildlife to let us know. But, um, yeah, that lobster, I'm just answering a question real quick. Those of you listening on the podcast, that lobster was caught inside of long beach Harbor on the federal break wall. And, uh, she had no idea. She tell, she'll she tell the story. I'll make sure she tells the story again on Thursday, Kelly Girl's Day on the podcast. And we'll talk about lobster fishing and all that stuff on the podcast on Thursday. And I'll make sure she lets you all know the story. It's a pretty funny story, how she caught it, what happened when she caught it, and all that stuff. And then she gave it to the aquarium in Long Beach. But well, let's go back to gear. Let's get back into the gear because the gear is super important. This lobster thing is so much fun. And everybody that has a boat should be participating in it in California because it's so fun and they're so good to eat. And like I said yesterday on the podcast, it makes everything around you way easier when you can feed your wife and your friends and your spouse fresh lobsters. Everything just gets much better. When you tell your friends or your family, or you got a lobster... And like I was telling everybody yesterday with Justin and Pablo on the show, nothing's going to be better than having lo- lobster at Thanksgiving dinner. i tell you, it'll go down as history. People will be talking about it forever if you serve them lobsters at Thanksgiving dinner. So back to, yeah, we're talking all about it, Ross. We're talking about everything, but let's get. So the gear, you want to have the seal-proof bait tubes. It makes all the difference in the world. Seals are very, very visual. If you've ever seen a California sea lion, they have those big black eyeballs. That makes, that allows them to see really, really well. So if they can see your bait in that bait cage, they're gonna be relentless. They're gonna be on your hoop net the whole time. They're not gonna give up. They're gonna be on it the whole time. They're never gonna give up. We've got video of them blowing bubbles into your bait cage When they blow bubbles into the bait cage, it causes your salmon heads or whatever you're using to let off particles of food into the water and then they eat that. That's how hungry this animal is because they're, why are they so hungry? Well, they're overpopulated. Being overpopulated, it makes it really tough to find any food. It's not because there isn't any food, it's because there's too many sea lions and that's a whole other show. We'll do another time. Yeah, there's too many. I don't care what you say. There's way too many. Cubby Paul. How are you, buddy? I can't wait to see you in a couple days. woo We'll be in Cabo. But back to lobster fishing okay? So you need to have your measuring device. You need to have your bait, seal-proof bait tubes. Next, you want to make sure you have 10 hoop nets. Now, if you have to beg, borrow, or steal to get 10, if some of them are flats and some of them are rigid, if you have the ambush style, but you have some of the flats, until you can get 10 of the ambush style hoop nets. And what do you mean, Dave? Well, go to the Promar website. Go to promarahi.com, and you'll see what I'm talking about, the ambush style hoop nets. Plus, I'll put the QR code up at the end of the show and you can go straight to the website and save 10% on your order with the QR code. And those of you that are driving in your cars or listening and you don't have time to get download the QR code, when you're in there shopping, just put in the code YSWG and you're going to save 10% on your order for your ProMar products. But you want to make sure you do not have less than 10. Why is that? Well, if you look at any of the websites that talk or any of the... Uh, Groups on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere where they talk about the lobsters just stopped crawling. They were crawling really good, and then all of a sudden they just stopped crawling. That's why you don't want to have six hoop nets in the water. You want to have 10. Oh, I'm not talking about kayakers or I'm not talking about the pier. We're talking about people going on boats. I'm sorry. Let me make that clear. If you're going on a boat, you need to have 10. Well, the law says I can only fish five. You're never going out on your boat by yourself, hoop netting. Let's get honest. Every one of you, even even those of you that aren't nice, you still have somebody that will go with you when you tell them you're hoop netting for lobsters. Those of us that are nice, we got people standing in line that want to go with us hoop netting. But listen, if they're crawling really good, like Justin told you yesterday on his first set, he had 5 people on his boat by the time he got to his fourth net he already had limits for everybody so if you're if they're crawling really good you have 10 nets in the water you have a very good chance of getting limits on your first set if you have six you might have to throw those six back in the water again and that might be when they decide to stop crawling we don't know what causes them to crawl and we don't know what causes them to stop but man if you don't have all your if you don't have 10 nets in the water it's kind of Like the scenario of going to Las Vegas and they have a slot machine and if you put five quarters in, you'll win a million dollars. If you put four in, you'll win a hundred dollars. It's the same thing lobster fishing. If you put all 10 in the water, you got a way better chance of getting your limit faster than if you're not. I'm not selling hoop nets for a living. I'm just trying to get you to be successful when you go. So there you go. Now we got three things we have to have our measuring gauge, our seal proof bait tubes and our 10 hoop nets. Next, you have to have enough rope to hit the bottom. You have to have enough line. I teach 25 to 35 feet of water is where we do 90% of our hoop netting, but we're going to have 70 feet of rope on every one of our hoop nets because we might swing out into 60 feet of water. So you want to make sure you have that. Line that comes with the hoop nets when you buy them from Promar, they also have a kit with the buoy and the line in there. You want to have your buoys and your line. And if you're fishing 35 feet of water, you have 70 feet of line. You just wad the rest of the line up and zip tie it, but you don't cut the line and make it 30 foot lines. You always want 75 feet of line because you don't know. It might be more current. There might be more. And all this stuff you learn at my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. But you want to make sure you have 75 feet of line on every hoop net. It's just it just is what it is. If you don't have that much, then you're probably gonna lose your hoop because it's gonna sink when the tide comes up and the buoy's gonna suck the buoy underwater. So let's go. We got our 75 feet of line. So now we got four things we gotta have. Now the fifth thing is your, your buoy, your your the buoy that, that's gonna identify where your hoop net is. We have a whole way that we put these buoys together. I could talk about it for 20 minutes. You can watch the video on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. That shows you exactly how to hook the buoy up. But the way I like to do it is on the flat. The buoy looks like a bullet, if you will. On the flat end of the bullet, I'm going to drill a hole in there, and I'm going to tap a four-ounce torpedo sinker into the hole. On the other end, of the pointy end, that's where the rope's coming off of. The flat end, that's where your knot's going to be. You're going to make a big knot so that that buoy doesn't fall off of your rope. Then on the very, very, when you put your four-ounce torpedo sinker into the buoy, on the flat end of the buoy, this is how the buoy's shaped. The line's coming off of here. The flat end, you drill a hole down here at the bottom. You pound your four-ounce sinker in, and directly above that four-ounce sinker right here, you're going to drill a hole. That's a tiny bit smaller than the glow stick, the light stick that you get from Promar. And you're going to put that light stick straight into the top of the, I call it the top because the four ounce sinker is going to make it so that that light stick is pointed straight up. Then what I do is I take another thing that they have at Promar is reflective tape. I'm going to take my buoy and I'm going to cover it with reflective tape. Because, I don't know any of you guys, but when I do it a lot, the bo- the the light stick, sometimes when you throw it, will fall out or it'll burn out. You can't find it now. The buoys out there in the pitch black dark floating with no way to identify it. If you have a spotlight, and I would never go hooping without a spotlight. The minute you flash that spotlight around, the buoys will light up. Something I do because of the fact not that I'm the greatest hoop netter in the world, but I usually hoop net on a 65 or 70 foot yacht and everybody's following me around because they want to go to my spots and catch my lobsters. Because before I built the website and gave all my spots to all the members, I would never put a light stick in my buoy. I had all my buoys covered all the way around them with, with that reflective tape and I used a spotlight. And I could find my buoys a mile away. When I hit that water with the spotlight, that reflective tape would light up and I'd go right over there. Why didn't I have the light sticks? Because then other people would drop their hoop nets right on top of mine. And it's very irritating when you have to dig through other people's hoop nets to get to yours. So what I would normally do, and you guys are going to love this, if people started dropping their hoop nets on top of mine, I would pull their hoop nets up I would stack them nice and neat on the deck of my boat and then I would continue fishing and then when they would show up to pull their stuff, I would simply hand them back their nets. Because if I go in there on a 65 or 70 foot boat trying to pull my stuff in 25 feet of water, there's a very good chance I'm going to get your line tangled up in my propeller. So the way I would present the buoys and hand them back to them is go, you guys dropped your stuff right on top of mine. Here's all your stuff back. And I would make sure that they knew my name, how they spell it and everything. And make sure when you post about the guy that pulled all your gear at Catalina, make sure you let them know it was me, Dave Hanson, your saltwater guide. Because, gang, you should not be bombing each other. You should not be dropping your gear on top of other people's gear. If you got there late, you got there late. And, and oh, yeah, if you drop your stuff on top of mine, I'm, I'm a, I have to pull your stuff. I cannot... Get your line tangled in my propeller. But I would make sure that it was nice and neat and it was waiting for you when you came and we would just hand it to you nice and calmly. And uh, people would get very upset, the other people, but I would explain to them very calmly and very clearly, if I didn't pull your stuff, it would have all been in my propellers. It's just the way it is, gang. I can't help you. If you're stupid, you're stupid. I can't fix booger eaters. But I will make sure that your boog- you're not eating your boogers on my boat. And I'll make sure that your boogers don't get wrapped in my uh, propellers. That's just the way it is, gang. That's how I did it for years and years and years. People always ask me, what did you do when people dropped on you? I pulled their gear immediately. And I put it nice and neatly, stacked it up on our boat, and then handed it to them when they came in to get it. They would start off really angry, but... Usually, my deckhands would invite them to come onto our boat, and they would, they would not come on the boat. They would just take their gear and go away. That, it was amazing, and my deckhands could tell you we did it way more than once. So the buoy is super important. It's all super important. Everything is important. Like I say in all my videos on the website and all the time I'm doing this podcast, Everything matters. So if you have all your gear ready now and you have everything set up the way I taught you to, and I give you all the spots, there's absolutely no way you can fail. But most people will do one or two things and they won't do it right. Most, a lot of people will use old stinky bait because their sister's brother's aunt's cousin told them that they caught one once with old stinky scuzzy bait. In the very beginning, when I first started doing it, gang, I used to think that you had to use old stinky book bait, but I found out that the very, very best bait is the freshest bait possible. So that's why every lobster trip starts with a stop at the bait barge to get a half a scoop of the sardines or anchovies. I would love anchovies every time, but the bait barge doesn't always have those. So second is sardines. Then I will chop those up. And I'll put them in my tubes. Another thing, two sets of tubes will help you out tremendously. Why two sets of tubes? Because you're going to start off in the beginning, you're going to put one tube in each one of your hoop nets, and you're going to pull the hoop net, throw it back in the water, pull the hoop net, throw it back in the water. You're washing the bait out in your tube. Every time it comes out of the water, every time it goes back in the water, you're rinsing off your bait. You're rinsing all the flavor off. You're rinsing all the scent off. You're rinsing all the electrical charge off. So that's why I'm going to, if I'm two hours into hooping and uh, they're still crawling, but we still need a few more for limits, I'm going to clip a second tube inside of my hoop net right in the bottom. And I show you exactly how to rig the tubes for clipping them in there. And the Promart tubes are already rigged with the clips on them. But I'm going to fish two sets of, of tubes. I'm going to have 20 tubes on the boat. One set of tubes is going to be baited up in a five-gallon bucket, and a five-gallon bucket perfectly holds 10 tubes. So they're going to be sitting on the deck. After the second hour of hooping, we're going to put the second tube in there. We're not taking the old tube out because that's still fishing. It's still got a little bit of scent in it but we're clipping that second tube in there just to get that fresh scent in the water, just to keep them crawling, just to keep things moving in the right direction in my favor. Then the next thing I'm gonna do, gang, is I'm gonna make sure that I have the best opportunity to get to my, I call it my spot. It's not, nothing's mine. I don't own the ocean, I know that. The spot that I'm planning on going to fish whether it's in Dana Point Harbor or if it's at Catalina or Long Beach or San Diego, wherever that spot is that I woke up this morning and thought would be the best place to go. I'm going to put myself in the best advantage point to be the very first boat there and get my gear in the water first. Now, if for some reason, let's say I could only go on a Friday or a Saturday night, I'm going to try to get my spot to two or three hours before it gets dark because I know an hour before it gets dark, the fleet is coming. All the boats are coming. So I'm going to leave my tubes on the boat. I'm not going to put them in the net, but I'm going to throw my nets in the water around the area that I want to fish to kind of slow down the bombers, slow down the people without a plan that are just coming out there. I got my area kind of marked off. I got my hoop nets in the water there. They don't have any bait in them yet. I'm going to bait them an hour before it gets dark. But I'm going to try to secure my little spot. And I I know it's not mine. I'm going to try to secure the spot that I want to fish that night. So, yeah, Captain Dave Epstein, what what are you talking about, booger? There's another booger eater. Oh, boy. I love blocking people. Bye-bye. See you later. (laughs) I I don't understand. There's so much hate and garbage going on in the world. You don't need to come on my podcast and spew your garbage hate. We don't go for that here. Sorry. That's a different somebody else's podcast. That ain't mine. So um, I'm sorry. Got to deal with the booger eaters sometimes, even on a podcast. So back to what we were talking about. So I'm going to get my spot. I'm going to try to secure that. Not my spot, but the spot I'm going to fish. I'm going to try to secure that by putting my hoops in the water before I bait them. A couple hours early, that's okay. We put the barbecue on the back of the boat. We get things ready. And then let's say the sun sets at 630. So at 530, I'm going to go through my gear and I'm going to put put the tubes in all of them. I'm going to pull them up real quick, put the tubes in, throw them back in the water. Now I've Pretty much made sure that that little zone is the little zone that I'm going to partake in the fishing. Catalina or when you're in Long Beach or LA or San Diego, you don't have a lot of areas to move around. Catalina, a little bit better, a little bit easier. You can fish two or three areas the same night, but not on a weekend. On a weekend, gang, it's kind of your pot committed wherever you decide to go. I'm going to put my 10 hoops, whatever area I'm going to go on a Friday or Saturday. But if you can go fishing on a a weeknight, everything's going to be much better. Everything's going to be better. It's just going to be that much better when you can do that, when you don't have to worry about all the boats and all the people coming out. It's going to make it way more fun, way more enjoyable. Jimmy, do we ever catch any lobsters together? Jim was with me back in the day when they first opened uh, Jurassic Park in Long Beach Harbor. Holy moly, guacamole, that was fun. We were wailing on them up there, but we don't really like to tell stories about fishing. We just like to get out there and fish. But Jim, good to see you. You're my buddy, and thanks for joining us on the show today. But I love lobster fishing, and so does my wife, Kelly, and we have a whole bunch of different ways that we've been successful, but the number, I don't hide the ball. I don't play hide the ball. I got on my website, your I give you every spot I've ever fished. I don't hide the ball. I don't have, oh, what, what about that one? Nope. It's on the website. They're all there. If you follow the simple game plan, like the other day, Justin called me up and said, Dave, I'm going to Catalina with the kids. What do you think of this spot? I'm all, oh my gosh. That is going to be full speed, wide open. You, I don't think anybody's been in there for a long, long time. I, I go, it's on the website. I'll even talk about it on the game plans on Thursday. Let's see if anybody goes there. He got there Saturday night. He was by himself. He caught 230 lobsters. Yep, he caught 230 lobsters in 25, 30 feet of water. It's crazy how easy it is, but every single thing matters. The bait matters, the line matters, the hoop net, having 10 of them and not six or five or three or one, having 10 having that area blanketed with your hoop nets and having fresh bait because the fresh bait's going to bring those lobsters out of their houses to have them cruising around and having 10 of them in that zone. That's a ton of food. That's a ton of stuff floating in the water, bringing those lobsters in. Every single thing matters, gang. You want to try to do that. Look at this one. I'm going to show you something. You won't believe this. My good buddy Jeff at the bait barge and Dana Point and myself were out hooping in Long Beach Harbor with our good buddy Pat Lyon on the lionfish. And look at this thing. (laughs) Look at that. Look at that lobster, gang. That lobster weighed 17.7 pounds, almost as big as Kelly girls. Our good friend Tim caught it. Look at that that's me I'm not holding it out if you look my elbows are bent it's laying on my body his I'm six foot tall his uh eyeballs are on my chin and his bottom of his tail is touching my tallywhacker. look at that that is a unbelievably giant lobster inside of Long Beach harbor gang who <laughs> It is amazing what you can catch inside a Long Beach Harbor. It is absolutely amazing. I mean, those of you that just got on, look at there's Kelly girl with a 12 and a half pound lobster caught in Dana Point Harbor. You don't have to go to Catalina gang. You can catch these things all over the place if you do it the proper way. The next thing I would suggest is making sure that you don't leave your hoop nets soaking too long. A lot of people ask me, how long do I let them in the water, Dave? We like to get our stuff in the water an hour before it gets dark. So if I look, sunsets at 6.30, my hoops are going to be baited and in the water at 5.30. A half an hour after the sun goes under, if sunsets 6.30 at 7 o'clock, we start pulling. Because... It may be still gray light on the surface, but on the bottom of the ocean, once the sun goes under the, sets on the horizon, I call it once the sun goes under the water, once it sets, it's dark on the bottom. And those lobsters are nocturnal. So they've been sitting inside their little caves and their little houses waiting for the darkness. Why do they do that? Well, here's something that you don't understand. Lobsters are scared. To death. Because why? Everything wants to eat a lobster. White sea bass, black sea bass, sheep's head, moray eels, calico bass, octopus. Everything wants to eat them. So they're scared. They're not going to come out when there's a big giant full moon and the water's crystal clear. Because that's like daytime down on the bottom. If the water's very murky and there's been a lot of rain and a lot of movement and a big swell... And there's no moon or it's raining and it's covered up by the clouds. Those are the best nights to go. But there's never a bad night to go, let's be honest. I've seen them crawl with a full moon, crystal clear water. I've seen them crawl with a no moon. I've seen them crawl in an earthquake, no earthquake, pouring down rain, no rain. It doesn't seem to matter, except I know that when it rains, that is the very best. But we can't always pick the very best because a lot of us have lives and families and all kinds of stuff. So the best time to go hooping is when you can go. But the one thing that I see way too many people do is they leave their gear soaking in the water way too long. At 7 o'clock, when the sun sets at 6.30, I'm going to start pulling my 10 hoop nets. If you're an average boater... It's going to take you 45 minutes to go from number one to number 10. You're going to pull it up. Number one, you're going to pull it up. You're going to pull out whatever's in it, lobsters, moray eels, whatever. Then you're going to move the boat back over to the position that you had it in, throw it back in the water. Then you're going to go to number two, and you're going to do that all the way through. And then if if all your hoop nets have lobsters in it, you start pulling again at number one. They've already been in the water long enough. You got to think about it. Down on the bottom where you put your hoop net and you pull your hoop net and it has the lobsters in it. I guarantee you there's more right down there on the bottom where you just pulled it from that are trying to get in there. So we we dump that net over. We dump it upside down and we let all the lobsters out here. Let me see if I I got a video just to kind of show you real quick. Ray Rylan and uh Ryland Rylan and uh, Madden, Justin's boys here hooping. Okay. shark.
0: You do? Oh, horn shark. Oh, so yeah, horn shark. Watch your toes. What'd you get? I caught a shark.
1: Isn't that cool? So the minute he dumps those out, he throws that hoop net right back in the water, right where he pulled it up. Justin's a master at this. He knows that there's more lobsters there. Those are his boys. They They caught 230 lobsters that night alone, gang. And the minute that hoop net—and those of you that have hoop netted with me, Jim and 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 uh, John—all of you that have hoop netted with me—you know the number one important thing when that thing comes up and there's lobsters in it. What am I yelling? Get it back in the water. We can look at all the lobsters. We can look at the horn shark. We can look at all that. Let's get that net back in the water because I know, and I'm losing my mind when I'm seeing you guys look at them and stuff. I'm screaming, get it in the water now. Cause I'm trying to keep the boat positioned right where we just pulled that net. Cause I know when it hits the bottom, especially when it has that many lobsters in it, I know when it hits the bottom, there's a bunch of more lobsters just waiting and they're going to crawl in there. But like you just saw they pulled that thing up. The minute they got it to the surface, they grabbed the bottom of the net, and they shook it out, and they got everything on the deck, and then they're winging it right back in there. I didn't show you, but he's he's throwing it right back in there immediately because Justin's a master. He knows. He's fished with me for years. He knows exactly how we do it, and it's, once again, we're going to talk about this so much. Every show, every time we talk about fishing, everything matters, I see so many people when they pull that net up, They're so, especially if they catch them like Justin does, that many. I saw that net come up, and I know for a fact three of those were legal. I don't even have to measure them. They're going straight in the bait tank without even getting measured. I already knew that when I saw it come over the rail. But I don't care. I shook that thing out on the deck. We're winging the net back in there. Now we're getting the shorts off the deck immediately. We're taking the smaller ones. We're throwing the measuring stick on them. We're throwing them over the side. We're getting those off the boat right away. Then we're going to get the the legal size ones and we're going to get them in the bait tank. That's a gray area, gang. There's going to be people here that go, oh, you can't do it that way, Dave, because you put it on the deck, it's possession. Well, I don't know. I've been doing it that way for many, many years and we're throwing the shorts over. We don't have them in possession. The ones in possession are in the bait tank. It's a gray area. But you got to be quick. But what I'm trying to tell you is when that net comes up with those lobsters in it, there those aren't the only lobsters at that spot. So you need to get that net back in the water as quickly as you can. And that was his first set. That was his first net. On his fourth net, he had 35 legal lobsters on the boat already. But he didn't stop. He kept throwing them back in the water and fishing because now he's calling them. You can have seven per person on the boat. If you pull it up and there's a four pounder in there, you're going to take one of the just legal ones, throw it over the side, put the four pounder in the bait tank. It's not against the law. It's totally legal. But that's what if you follow our simple game plan on the website, gang, and you rig exactly how we show you on the website. I know he talks about a stupid website all the time. I want you all to be successful, gang. It's real easy to find out if I'm telling the truth. Go to the community. On the website, there's a community, Fish Report, community, whatever you want to call it, where all the guys and gals are sharing what they're doing on the water every day, gang. Do you, if it wasn't working with the internet going on today and all the things, I've been doing this for a living for 48 years. You could only imagine if I was not telling the truth with all the hate in the world today, there would be a million pages all about Dave Hansen and not sharing and not really telling the truth. Gang, okay, we have over 75 spots, proven, lobster-catching spots on the website from, from uh, Channel Islands to the Mexican border. We have three guides that want are will, more than willing to answer your questions. And take you hooping on their boats or on your boats and show you the proper way to do it. This is a no-brainer. I was just talking to one of our new members on the phone before, and he goes, Dave, how come everybody's not a member? Of I couldn't even tell you. I don't even know. I guess you just want to try to figure it out on your own out there, or your ego's so big you just don't want a little bit of help. I don't know why all the voters aren't members They really don't, because we cover everything on the website. But this whole, this lobster thing is so much fun. It is just an absolute blast. My wife, it's one of her very most favorite things to do is go hooping. And she really, really is bummed this time of year when we're down here in Cabo and she sees all the videos that Justin sends us and Pablo sends us. And she looks at the community section and she sees all the great reports. One thing I want to tell you, gang. We're giving away a lifetime membership to the website and everybody in your family that attends the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival is going to get to come up on stage while I'm doing my seminar and I'm going to present everybody with a hat and a t-shirt. And all you have to do is post on the community. The more posts you post of you catching big lobsters or any kind of lobsters, you and your children just post and post, and post on the community, and let everybody know how much fun you're having, and how good the game plans work. We're going to pick one lucky person at the end of the season, and at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, we're going to present you and your family free shirt, free hat, and a lifetime membership to your saltwater guide. We're going to bring you up on stage at the show. It's going to be super cool. I think it's going to be a blast and if you don't want to come up on stage i understand your children probably will because i'll have a big bag of swag on me, giving away you always want to come see me at the shows because i make sure that i make it worth it for your children i don't have any bad words inside me when i'm up on stage i never ever say any bad words and if i do all the children in the audience get free stuff it's a pretty cool deal i've been doing it that way for 30 years You have very rarely will you hear me say a bad word on my podcast either because I want to make sure that you can listen to me while you're driving around in your car. You don't have to worry when your children are in your car that Captain Dave's going to say something that's inappropriate for your children to hear. I promise you that. I always make that commitment to all of my fans. You're not going to ever, not like other podcasts where those bad words come flowing out of their mouths the whole time. That's so silly. I want children involved more than anything. We're going to have uh, Kids Can Fish on the show on Friday afternoon. We're going to do a weird deal. I'm going to have Mark Wish on the show at noon, and then I'm going to have Kids Can Fish on the show at 3 o'clock. We're going to do two podcasts on Friday. Back-to-back, two live podcasts at 12 o'clock noon with my good friend Mark Wish, talking about... All the great things that him and I have accomplished over our careers, fishing in Southern California, his books, all the different things that he's done to increase what you catch and all the things that him and I have worked on together. So we'll be talking at 12 o'clock on Friday and then at three o'clock, Kids Can Fish. And then in the, and the uh, creator of Kids Can Fish will be with us and we're going to have a great show and you guys will be blown away with all the great things that they do kids can fish is a phenomenal organization trying to get more and more children out fishing hopefully it expands to the west coast right now it's a big big deal on the east coast and in the gulf and we're going to try to get it going out here on the west coast eventually so we'll have all that going for you on uh friday two podcasts in one day that's pretty incredible both live. Can you imagine? Don't forget, gang, you can leave me some stars or you can put a tip on YouTube. I put together these shows every day for you. We try to bring in bitching guests. Try to bring in great people. You even had the world famous Mike Lewis on here. I've blown away at how famous you are, Mike. And I'm very proud to call you a friend. But when we brought you on the show last, when you were in town last week, that was incredible. The amount of love, that I got, and I don't know. The comments are still going. I can't believe how famous you are. I had no idea. Okay. Thank you, Mike. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Little Marley's running around back there. He's so excited. He's seeing everybody sprinkling the stars on there, and he's watching the tips come in on YouTube. And Marley's excited. He knows he's going to be eating some fresh bananas and some fresh stuff. Thank you, Mike Lewis. It was great. I can't wait for you guys to come back. Hopefully. Kelly says that her and Jamie were talking November. Maybe you'll be back here some. I don't know if that's a secret or not, but that secret's out of the bag. Hopefully we see you in November and we have a phenomenal time then together. But it was a great time. Gang, this lobster thing, I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent. We're talking lobsters. There is so many little things that matter that if you don't do, you won't be successful. Another thing, and this has nothing to do with the commercial guys and my love for them and all of the great things they've done over the years for me, but the commercial guys have set areas that they can fish, and they're not allowed to fish where we get to fish. That's something you don't understand, and you can't grasp it. So many of you that have never listened to my seminars or gone to my podcast or had an opportunity to go hoop netting with me, you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. So pay attention. Share this across everybody's Facebook and YouTube, share it as much as you can. Hit the like button and share because I'm trying to help everybody to be successful. Listen, when you go out tomorrow night or you go out the next time you go hooping and you see the abundance of commercial lobster traps close to the entrance of Long Beach Harbor, close to the entrance to San Diego Harbor, close to the entrance to Mission Bay or close to the entrance to Data Point, understand this. They're right there because that's as close as they're allowed to get. We, on the other hand, can fish right in there, right on the break wall. We can fish right on it. It's Catalina. We got the whole front side of the island, the front side being the isthmus side, the Avalon side, that front side, the calm side. Commercial fishermen aren't allowed to fish there. Santa Monica Bay, commercial fishermen aren't allowed to fish there. Dana Point. 300 yards from the break wall. Commercial guys can't come in there. San Diego, Dan- Mission Bay, LA, same things. They're not allowed to go in there. You're not going to see their stuff in there. They're not allowed to go in there. They have imaginary lines. They cannot cross. The reason why they have all their gear stacked up there is because that's as close as they can get. What am I trying to tell you? Don't fish where they fish. That's silly. They've been fishing that for a hundred plus years. They would give everything. They would give away one of their children. They would give away their boat for an opportunity to have a night, to throw their commercial traps where we get to fish. They would do anything for that opportunity. And when they see you guys dropping your hoop nets where they get to commercial fish, they laugh. They think it's the funniest because First of all, you're not going to catch anything. Let's be perfectly honest. They got that all wrapped up. They're very efficient at what they do. They're very good at what they do. You're not going to ever be able to compete with them. Second of all, they're laughing at you because they don't understand. Well, they understand that you're not part of my website. First thing they know when you throw your stuff on top of theirs is you're not part of my website. Because you're fishing where you're not going to be able to catch anything. You're already fishing where you're not going to be able to catch anything. Second of all, those lobsters that they're catching, they're not going to crawl into your hoop net. When there's a hundred lobster traps there, and you go drop your hoop net on top of theirs, lobster traps, it's not ever going to work. But you can go... Inside the harbor, you can go all over the front side of of, uh, Catalina, or you can go into Santa Monica Bay, and it's just for us. It's not for the commercial guys. And also, like Pablo was saying yesterday, take a deep breath. It's a six-month-long season. It gets better and better as the season goes on, and it gets less and less crowded. It's going to be lots of days where you're not going to see another boat out there. It's going to get less and less crowded. It's going to get better and better. As soon as we get some storms and some rain, it's going to get really good. It's going to get really fun. But don't get discouraged. And if you're not catching lobsters, take a few minutes of your busy day. Send me an email. Or excuse me, send me a text at 949-374-0786 and send me your email. I'll give you a free look at the website. You can go in there and look around and see what you're doing wrong. I can't make it any easier than that unless I just came there and and just handed you lobsters every night. I can't make it any easier. I'll give you a free look at the website. That's my commitment to making sure that you're successful on the water. Another thing I was talking to one, I wish that bluefin would hurry up and just swim out of here. Because what it's doing now is it's going to start to separate people from their boats. With this eight a gallon gas it's going to start to separate people from their boats. I saw this in 2008 when gasoline was $5 a gallon or 2007. People are going to start to sell their boats because they don't know how to fish for the stuff that lives here. If more people learned how to fish for lobsters, less people would sell their boats because it doesn't cost anything in fuel to go lobster fishing. It's very, very simple and easy and It's way more fun than spending thousands of dollars chasing bluefin out in the middle of the ocean that nine out of ten times don't even bite anyway. I know it's selfish of me to say that, but it's going to keep way more people owning boats because it's going to be a mass exodus this this winter because lots of people that have these boats do not know how to fish for the fish that live here. So it is absolutely amazing that more people don't take advantage of the fish that live here. White sea bass, yellowtail, barracuda bass, the fish that you can catch every day on the anchor. Just like when I was on War Heroes at Water and I went to Catalina and I went to that spot, and I would tell you the spot if you were a member. All my members know where I was. But uh, there's a huge school of white sea bass and yellowtail there. It's been there all summer long. No one's fishing for them. I don't know why. Everybody wants to go drive around the middle of the ocean and burn thousands of gallons of fuel to catch a fish that's terrible to eat. I mean, yeah, I know. Bluefin tastes good. couple bites. Yeah, that's wonderful. Dip it in some soy sauce, couple bites, and then what? You got a 300-pound fish. You got all that. What are you going to do with it? You can only eat so many pieces of raw fish. But I'll guarantee you, you can all eat the whole lobster every time. Or you know somebody that can. It's just there's so much cool stuff to do in Southern California, gang. Don't get hung up on this tuna thing. It's, you're missing out on all kinds of cool stuff. Check out our game plans on Thursday at three thirty, four 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They come out. I tell you exactly where to hoop net, exactly where to tuna fish, exactly where to white sea bass fish, exactly where to calico bass fish, exactly where to fish so that you can be productive when you go out fishing on your private boat. If you're thinking, I don't know if it's okay for me to spend the $9.99 a month, just hang in there, gang. On uh, January 1st, 2024, it's going to be $29.99 a month. I'm just letting you know. No one else, if you're already in, it isn't going up. If you're already in, it's not going up. But on January 1st, 2024, it'll be $29.99 a month to be a member of the coolest website ever built for fishermen. It's an already a proven concept. We already have over 4,000 members, and as you all know, the price of everything in America has gone up. The price of my website's going up. Kelly Girl hopes you wait, get in in January, but I hope you don't, and you get in now Why it's $9.99, your price will not go up. If you're already a member, it'll stay the same, but if you're still sitting on the fence trying to figure it out, I promise you it's going to cost more, so... If $9.99 is your problem and you have to ask your spouse if it's okay to spend $9.99 a month for a website that's going to help you to bring lobsters home, I guarantee you fishing isn't your problem. So my website won't help your life at all. All right, gang, that's our show for today. I hope you all have a great day. Try to turn off the news. Remember, they're all lying to you. Don't forget, sprinkle those stars and sprinkle those tips. And everybody listening in the podcast world, I'm overwhelmed by all the downloads. I'm just, I cannot believe it. I thank all of you very, very much. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. We'll have a ball together. Keep watching all my fun videos. I still can't believe anytime I make a video about how to tie up your boat, it gets millions of views. It's the craziest thing. I have no idea why it works every time. People go, why do you keep making them about tying up your boat? Because people keep watching them, gang. If all you want, if you want me to stop making a certain video, stop watching it. I will quit making it, I promise. But boy, oh boy, that how to tie up the boat video, I can do it on any boat, anywhere, at any time, and I get millions of views. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. But we're going to keep doing what we do. You keep doing what you do. I want to see more pictures of you and your family with lobsters, gang. I want to see more and more of that as the season goes on. And I can't wait to see what family is going to come up on stage with me at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show and win that lifetime membership. Thank you all very, very much for everything you do for me and Kelly. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Once again, turn off the news. They're all lying. See ya.